Welcome to episode four of Chaotic Theories, uh, entitled A Tolerable Amount of Evil. And the reason why I call it this is, um, for me, this idea of a tolerable amount of evil is something that we have to wrestle with. Because if we don't believe that there is original sin, that there is total depravity, then we are prone to saying that either evil does not exist or we are tasking ourselves and our police force and everybody else to eradicate all evil. And I think right now that's what you're seeing with police officers defending each other at all cost. There is not a belief that there is a tolerable amount of evil. It's saying, no, 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 all cops are good cops. Everything they do is 100% fine because to allow for a little bit of evil is to say that we all have the potential for evil, which is the Christian thing to do. But then I think on the other side as well, there is this question of, well, how do you, are we going to be able to eradicate all evil within any system, within the police force, within the government, within social services? And a lot of, like we've talked, I talked about last week, I think a lot of the reason why we've pushed police to be so brutal is because we've said there should be no evil, right? And your goal is that there is no evil. So I think that if we're talking about systems of reform, and even in our own lives, I think there's a question that we have to wrestle with, which is what is a tolerable amount of evil? Yeah, and before we you know, get into how much is tolerable, actually, look, I guess this is really part of it. I think you can have a tolerable amount of evil if there is justice, mm. right? I think uh, if there is a crime, right? Because we can't eradicate crime. Like, so if there's, the evil is the crime, if we believe that the crime will be solved, right? That the perpetrators will be caught, there will be restitutions made, right? Then I believe that a tolerable amount of evil is easier to swallow. I think right now the problem is uh, on both, on, on so many levels, we don't feel like there is justice. And so the evil can seem overwhelming or the evil can seem to be explained away. Those are the two ways you can deal with it. And so, yeah, uh, when it comes to a tolerable amount of evil, I think, yeah, we have to say that it there will be evil. Even God in Leviticus and Numbers and Deuteronomy, right? He's telling you, like, there's going to be problems in your society. Here are some rules to help curb some of that, but also how to make restitution justice. And, um, yeah, I think part of the problem is um, those rules aren't fair. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's has to do as well, it, it ties into the extreme nature of unfair justice, mm -hmm. which I will say like as a Christian, I think that as a Protestant Christian, there is a part of theology that we are imbalanced and to blame. Well, not, I mean, not to blame for, you know, all of this, but like the idea of all sin is equal. Right, mm -hmm. I think it's something that I, because I've heard pastors say this, right? Mm -hmm. That all sin is equal. Now, theologically, what I try to explain is that the inevitable consequence of all sin is equal, right? Mm -hmm. Like that sin is the rejection of God and therefore is the punishment is 
rejection from God, right? <laughs> it's what you wanted, right? And yeah. hell, right, multiplied by infinity, everything is infinity. But I think that there we have to be careful in understanding that not all sin is equal in the like non-times infinity sense, mm. right? Mm. Um, because if we don't articulate that and nuance that, then we tend to make justice unequal. And that's what I think that cops are afraid of right now, because they understand that justice is unequal. Whether they, you know, in their minds... Can you minds, say unequal? You keep saying unequal. Unequal, sorry. <laughs> it is unequal signs, right? <laughs> like, it is unequal because we have perpetuated the system that says, well, if you do extreme justice, if you lock someone away for 10 years for marijuana possession, then they'll mm -hmm. never do it again. Like, they'll never do anything. Mm -hmm. And like it's funny because I think that one of the the sad hypocrisies of what police are doing right now is they're saying we need these brutal tactics because if you make the punishments great enough, then e even for people's mistakes, then people won't make mistakes. Except for us. Except for us, right? Oh, like, no. <laughs> like, like, like police are basically saying like, oh, for the general population, right, if we like make speeding such a big deal right if we make an ounce of marijuana such a big deal then no one will do it but they don't apply that logic to themselves and i think they, they understand why because they they see this extreme version of unequal justice is what they've been taught to believe and now they're afraid that it's coming back of them because the reality is like like for something like those guys getting put like the, the guys in buffalo pushing the old man right Yes, it looks terrible, right? There should be consequences. But what are those consequences? Now, if this is their 18th violation, like Derek Chauvin, like, you should be fired. And, like, I, like, I think the rest of the world is looking at the police officers that's saying, no, you can't fire him, and being like, what are you talking about, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like... If the guy in charge of an iPhone's batteries was like, I know only like 20,000 batteries have exploded, right? Because of my actions. Because of my actions. But, but really, it's not my fault. Like, no, you fired that guy. Like, they did a bad job, right? I, I appreciate the police officers that are coming out and saying, yeah, that's a bad job. You should, there should be some consequences. Now, if that was their first violation because they were in the middle of a riot and they're like, their captain, whatever, right? Whatever that argument is, then maybe they're suspended without pay for a while, whatever. You know, the fact that there can be varying degrees of justice is important on both sides because it's what has been forgotten on the side again. That's It's been what has been implemented against oppressed people, but it's also what gives fear to the oppressors from speaking out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Jason. So what's the tolerable amount of evil? <laughs> what's the tolerable <laughs> amount of evil then? I think the tolerable amount of evil is, um, yeah, I, I, it, it's directly tied to what's the tolerable amount of punishment, maybe, of justice, of injustice? I don't know. It's, it's a hard question to ask because mm. we will tolerate injustice so often when it's in, unjust against someone else right. right but not against me right like if i'm the one who got my car broken into if i'm the one who got my got assaulted i want that evil eradicated right i want i want the evil eradicated i want it to have never have happened right um and yeah i think that's always why we want to be on the side of you know safety precaution right like uh you know, the 
police on every corner, you know, but I think we forget that crime happens and crime happens for more than one reason than the cops not being there. Right. If any of you are insurance adjust adjusters, this is where you need to contribute to society, right? <laughs> because I think that there is that, that cost benefit analysis, right? What is the tolerable amount of evil? I feel like it really depends on the cost and that's going to be different in a city like Baltimore versus an area like Santa Clarita, Irvine. <laughs> like Irvine, right? Like, yes, because the cost of decreasing crime, even the cost of decreasing, like, police, because, like, for me right now, it seems, it seems in, inane because, you know, five to ten years ago, the cost of decreasing the police brutality, right, for what police unions would have had to give up, for what police departments would have had to give up, was was drastically lower than it is now, Yeah. right? They could have implemented small changes. They could have fired 10 cops, mm -hmm. right? And we would not be in this situation. And now you cannot just fire 10. Now you gotta fire hundreds, right? Mm -hmm. Because like, and it was, it was the inability to see a tolerable amount of evil. It was the inability to see like, okay, how do we bring our evil, like the evil within the police force that will always exist, but let's bring it down to a tolerable level, right? Mm -hmm. Or even like within a lot of area, like a lot of cities, you know, like what is a tolerable amount of evil and how do we make sure that we're just like, how do we make sure that in our effort to, to, a, to lessen evil, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. If we believe we can eradicate evil, then I think that what happens so often is that in our effort to try to eradicate that last bit of evil, we inadvertently push other evil beyond tolerable levels. So the example that I think about is um, over the last, you know, when as the internet grew, right, a lot of sex work, prostitution, which used to take place on the street where women were easily taken advantage of by pimps, um, easily abused by johns, a lot of that went online where they had a greater measure of safety, a greater measure of control. And the point of that, right, which I understand that as a Christian, I believe that prostitution is sinful. I believe that, you know, um, that adultery, all these things are sinful. But within my understanding of a tolerable amount of evil, I'm saying, well, this is better than, like these women who are prostituting themselves for money alone is better than them being abused and beaten and killed and taken advantage of. Um, and then I remember this was two or three years ago, you know, people were looking at the trafficking of like human trafficking online, child pornography online. And they basically said, okay, we gotta get rid of this, which I, which I think we, we should, right? But then they said, any any website that so much as you know kind of maybe could be selling sex right is now illegal and it forced all these sex workers that have found safety out back out on the streets where they're getting abused where they're getting killed where like and so the the thought of saying well we can we can get rid of all evil has actually you know gone overboard and I think for me, I am afraid that that will happen in the in the response to bad police, right? Like, I don't even I I don't know really how to think because I know there's some people online that are saying like we should just abolish the police. And I had thoughts on that in the last episode, right? I think restructuring the police in which what we think of as the police is much 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 smaller. Um, 
but I fear that that kind of attitude because I don't think it will work, right? If people say we're going to just abolish the, like, because there will be no evil then. No, because then there will be evil in whatever system you create, right? And so what is the tolerable amount of evil, even within something like the police force, that we as a population are willing to accept? Yeah, and I think that goes back, you know, full circle to what we said at the beginning, like, People will accept evil if there is justice or they'll have a tolerable amount of evil if there's justice, because whether, you know, it's the police force as we know it now or a different iteration, if there's no accountability for injustice done by the officers, if there's no justice uh, for those who are victims of you know crime, uh, yeah, then the evil is just going to pile up and then it's not going to be tolerable. And I think... I think that's what's happened to a lot of people right now. It's they're, they're seeing that, oh, the police do more than a tolerable amount of evil, right? With right. all these videos that people are seeing um, that, oh, like there is too much going on here that there needs to be reform and change. Right. And a lot of that is, would have been mitigated had there been justice. Exactly. Right? Exactly. If the, if, if this was an isolated case, which it is not, yeah. right? For anyone that thinks yeah. it is, right? But if it was this case of, you know, honestly, and even with that, that with Peter Chauvin or Derek, whatever Derek his name, Chauvin. Derek Chauvin, right? It's like, if one of the 18 cases against him probably should have got him suspended, probably should have gotten thrown off the force. Or like off, off right? the streets or something. Yeah, like yeah. if that had been happening routinely, then, you know, you'd be fine. And I think... It's so funny because the police have the answers. They just don't want to apply it to themselves, right? Mm -hmm. Because the because the police argue, right? When people say, oh, we need to put money into the communities, right? Into the communities that have crime. The police say, no, they can't police themselves, right? Communities can't keep themselves accountable. They need somebody else. They need us to come in and do it for them, but they are not applying that to themselves. Mm -hmm. So I think it is funny that yeah, a lot of the answers, I think that the police have them. They just don't do it to themselves. Yeah, I think, yeah, and I think that's, it's just sad that we, yeah, this tolerable amount of evil has gone to an intolerable point. But then, um, yeah, how do we, and then how do we find justice is what's happening right now. Right. And. The, on the personal level, I think for us is to be able to look into ourselves and say, not what is a tolerable amount of evil within ourselves, but understanding the theology of progressive sanctification, mm -hmm. saying that we are not perfected yet, right? We have been made perfect standing in Christ, but we are being made perfect by the Holy Spirit that will not be fulfilled until glorification. Mm -hmm. And then when we understand that, I think then it allows us to confront the evil within ourselves. And I feel like what, what both policing seems to not understand is progressive sanctification, but also what gives me hope in the midst of all this is the theology of progressive sanctification. Because what police have forgotten is, no, the police system as it is right now is not perfect. Mm -hmm. it, is, it is not just we need to toe the line. And the theology of progressive sanctification allows us to believe that in every system, in mm -hmm. every place, right? And to say, okay, how, how do we get better? How do we confront the amount of evil that is within us and continue to lessen it? 
the pure, I, I feel like, you know, part of that, this, this philosophy the police have of all cops are good cops, it's puritanical, right? It's saying either you are 100% good or you're 100% bad, right? You're either, you know, the witch, right? That's getting burned at the stake or you're, you know, the vicar who's doing the burning. Um, and yeah, I think reformed theology is really important in allowing us to see, no, like that's not where it is. But then we have to be able to apply that to ourselves as well. Um, and I think which one comes first doesn't matter both. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like people are always like, you gotta deal with the sin in your own heart first. No, deal with the sin in the system and the sin in your own heart. Deal with them at the same time, right? And the theology that we understand from God hopefully allows us to do that. Good job, Pastor Jason. <laughs>